Our uh, scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew. It is another verse from the Lord's Prayer. We're now in our third sermon on the series on the Lord's Prayer, and we haven't even gotten to the second sentence of it. You know the prayer. You're hearing it in many versions. Here from the New Revised Standard from Matthew 6. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Holy Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be receptive to thee. O God, our strength and our redeemer, we pray. So we've established that God is different from us. That thought might be a good place to begin prayer. Whenever we turn to God, before we do anything else, let's acknowledge that we aren't God and God isn't us. And that talking to God isn't like talking to a friend at a coffee shop who sees the world pretty much the way we see it and will help us get what we want in the world if he or she can help us. I, I like those kinds of friends, but God is different. That's what we acknowledge every time we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, beginning from its very first word. Remember that from a couple of weeks ago? We begin the prayer with the word our, and by doing that we admit that God isn't ours personally. God's not yours, God's ours. You then call God Father, and the plot thickens. By calling God Father, we're saying that we're in relationship with God, and that our relationship can be expressed by an analogy to a human relationship. A dear mother, a loving father. Now, have I just contradicted myself? Not quite, because the very second that we pull God close to us like that, we push God away, our Father in heaven, in heaven. That qualification matters. God is a parent like God is a parent in God's way recognizable but different father in heaven now i like scottsdale i like carefree cave creek i like phoenix tempe wherever else in the valley you call home the other morning as i was sitting i was looking out at a hilly desert landscape with several cactus in view and bushes with those bright orange flowers that are growing strongly from our recent rains and the sudden millions of little butterflies and moths apparently also from the recent rains popping out I was tempted to call what I was looking at heaven on earth though I should admit that when it's 115 degrees in July and my steering wheel burns my hands, I'm tempted to locate this place in what might be considered the opposite of heaven. 
but as wonderful as our world can be now and then, we all know that earth is not heaven. Else we wouldn't have the word heaven at all. Heaven is meant to describe another realm. Ancient roots of the word heaven see heaven as sky, vault, and stone, because the sky was thought to be made of vaults of precious stone. As solid and as real as the earth, but different. Heaven is what is not earth. And as this thought came into Christianity, God was identified with heaven, and God was even placed there. But placing God in heaven is not meant to locate God somewhere physically. It's meant to affirm that what we see around us is not all that is, and that the creator of all that is sees more, and that God can't be limited to here or there. And so we pray, bringing God close and then pushing God away, taking God talking to God intimately, and then honoring God's difference here and there, our Father in heaven. And then we say that we want the here and the there to relate. And we do that by hallowing God's name, as Mike so beautifully talked about last week. You, God, Father, Mother, Love, Jesus, Spirit, one with no name but the one Creator. Make your name holy. Let us know you and worship you, but still be different from us, higher than us. Oh God, we might pretend that we want you to be as small as us, but don't believe us. We need you to be more. We need you to be holy, seen and not seen, known and not known, ours and beyond ours, perfect but recognizable. Hallowed be your name. Now that's a lot of prayer in one sentence. But then comes the next part. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now that's our part for this week. Try putting an exclamation point at the end of each one of those sentences. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom and God's will are parallel here. They repeat each other, adding different emphases to the same appeal. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. But let's not pass by that too quickly. Let's let us let it get us into a little trouble. 
because the word kingdom here has some edge to it. The word kingdom here actually brings politics into our prayer. Yes, that's what I said. Please don't shoot the messenger. Even though we don't have kings or queens in our land, we can still get that a kingdom is a worldly political entity. You just can't get around that. So this is a bit like praying, your nation come, or your regime, or your society, or your community. But we're not asking for our kingdom to come. We're asking for God's kingdom. So we're asking God to care but to care on God's terms and not ours. Your kingdom come. So to say that God has a kingdom is to say that there is a politics that is greater than ours and that there is a world worth making and serving and imagining that is better than ours and that there is more distance between all of us and God than there is between each one of us and each other. And that that distance is worth keeping in mind when we get more energized about our politics than we do about God's. And when we forget that God's politics might be a little different than we think. Because dare I say it, God's politics is not about position, it's about will, thy will be done. It is about God's broad desire, God's broad vision, God's broad purpose, God's will, not ours. God's kingdom comes when God's will is done. No matter the political order or pattern of power or who won the last victory, it belongs to no single nation or party or church. It belongs to no single person. It belongs to God. The world matters to God, this prayer tells us, but not always in the way we think. I'd say that it's more like something that we discover in the doing than know before we start. When we're out there, vulnerable, forgiving, working, thinking as much about how we are with each other as we think about what we're supposed to do. But I'm jumping ahead of myself in this Lord's Prayer when I say that right now. We're just asking God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done. So let's regroup. Here's what I think that we have prayed so far in this prayer. Our God, who we can know but who is not us, be sure to stay unknowable. 
but be alive and active on this side of life so your desire for things and your vision for things and your spirit in things might come, might be, might move on earth as in heaven. Here, there, us, you, pale imitation, real thing. Beauty and honor all mixed up. Pure beauty, holy love, true unity. Earth, heaven, break down the wall, O oh God. But don't be less than yourself to be here with us. Don't let us define you down or dumb you down or remake you in our image. But don't be so distant and in yourself that we can't ever see you or sense you or follow you. Be in between. Entirely who you know yourself to be and yet alive in us, active in us, moving between us, giving a hint of your desire for us if we're willing to look, upsetting our arrogance. In other words, oh God, turn our heads from staring at ourselves toward what is beyond and what is ahead and what is truer than what we have made of things. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now that's a prayer. It repeats this back and forth and over and over between here and there so that it lodges the desire for movement in our soul in three sentences. So what are we to make of all this? Well, I think that sometimes we're all tempted to think that the world we make as a nation or a church or an economy or in our politics or even in our own day-to-day -day lives, we tend to think that world is the real world and that the value that God offers the real world is is basically to soften its harsh edges and add value to it, to chasten our egos a little bit, to form our children into good people, and to just remind us that eternity waits for us. I get that. And I'm sure that I live that way myself much of the time. But every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are asking God to flip that order for us. We are asking and we're saying that life isn't about making a world by our own hands and then pausing now and then to bring some God in. We're saying that life comes best in the other way, that God's kingdom, God's vision, God's realm is what makes for life on earth as it is in heaven. And that we ought to seek that first and then do some church and some politics and some business and some other stuff later. I don't mean to be flippant about our day-to-day -day projects. They're still important. All this doing that we do 
I just mean to remind you and to remind myself that when I pray this prayer, I say that I want to keep, in, keep perspective and let the life that we're all given as God's children to stay front in my mind and deep in my heart. For life is most alive when heaven and earth come close in a way that doesn't collapse either one into the other, but lets them expand as big as God. So for you, when your blood pressure goes up or your heart races or your anger gets sharp or a hint of joy gets buried in the heap of details or you're just exhausted at the end of the day, Try praying this prayer and see if you can find a voice inside of you that can ask, who am I if God is my parent? Who are we if God is holy? Will this moment feel different if I let God be alive in it? Would I do anything differently in this moment if God's realm were streaming in like light through a window or God's will was on the agenda. You'll take a pause, you'll say thanks, you'll find yourself in that space between two worlds on earth as it is in heaven and you'll find your way. Now I could say amen right there and on another Sunday I might but I do have another question to ask today. And that is what matters in all of this for this day, September 12th, 2021. I don't think we should let this Sunday pass without that question. For as I'm sure all of you know, it's 20 years and a day today since September 11th, 2001, when thousands died in New York and Pennsylvania and DC and the world was shaken. I don't know the personal experiences or losses that every single one of you carries from that day or its impact. I know we all sense the upheaval of its impact over these last two decades and the pain of many, many thousands more dead or injured in its wake throughout the world. So. What matters about the Lord's Prayer on a day like this? What matters in this talk of heaven and kingdoms and God for fear-filled wonder at how fragile and conflicted the world really is for the powerful and the vulnerable alike? The best response I can come up to that question or I can come up with for that question is simply this. Everything on earth as it is in heaven. For the earth may be full of sorrow, but we can still give comfort. For the kingdom of the earth may be sickened by rage, but we can still be a healing balm of peace. The earth may be touched by despair, but we can still find hope. The earth may be rotten with injustice, but we can still do right. The earth may be rampant with greed, but we can still sacrifice for each other 
The earth may be broken by lies, but we can still serve truth. The earth may be lost in fear, but we can still be reconciled with God and with each other. The earth may be buried in shadows, but we can still show light. The earth may be broken by violence, but we can still serve love. The kingdoms of earth may not be what they think they are, but we can still bring God's kingdom close and do God's will as God gives us grace to do on earth as it is in heaven. And what more powerful way of life could there possibly be? And what more powerful a prayer? Your kingdom come. Amen.